Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. This is preseason pod number three of four. We're going to talk about cheap, budget-friendly dudes, mostly bad teams. Walsh, I need you to guide me today. Uh, bad teams. I mean, I've been a Palace supporter, so it's my jam, <laughs> my bracket. I, fe- I feel like I need to get this off my chest, but I'm fucking overworked, exhausted, out of the loop, less prepared than ideal. We're just going to, or at least I'm going to just raw dog this up. You, you're just sounding more and more like Mourinho with each passing second. Yeah, the just excuses. building the excuses. You're finding the excuses from once they came. Yeah, we need to spend more money so I can spend more time on the pod, and Liverpool should win the league this year. Okay. So let's just jump into goalkeeper. Do we have any housekeeping to do or no? We just got- I don't think so. I mean, there's the thing where we could talk about what changed since the mid-priced episode, no, but no, I don't no. even remember what happened two it days ago, matter. let okay. alone like you know a while ago. So four or five goalies, a lot of options there. Um, but I guess before we just talk about the individual, where are you in terms of rotating two four fives or just going eight five? Right, going, yeah, okay. So you're talking about rotating two starters on mid to bad teams versus just rolling with one guy. I mean, rotation has just never worked for me. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. never sometimes, like a guy like Fabianski, I feel like is a perfect example. It's like he'll have a bad fixture where he gets nine saves and a penalty save, and you're going to miss that because you benched him. And then like Swansea doesn't keep cleans in like their home bankers because they're fucking Swansea. Now he's on West Ham. Maybe they're a little better, but maybe not. Um, I've just never really had success with rotating. So for me, I would just, I think I would just find a 4-5 that has a nice run in the first, you know, six to ten weeks of the season or something like that and just stick by him and just utilize the fact that, like, you're going cheap and just, you know, hang your hat on that, I think. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, I would feel like rotation is maybe a little bit better when it's a defender and not the goalkeeper because you take like saves out of the equation and it's a little bit cleaner to try and predict the clean sheet there. But yeah, in general, I feel like if you're going to go 4 or 5 budget goalie, I just put a 4 out and just hope that the guy's pretty good. Like you said, I mean, there's a few good names out there. I mean, yeah, so I who think- are you looking at? I think Rui Patricio is definitely atop the list. I mean, Wolves, 4-5. The fixtures are a little bit mixed to begin with, but Wolves are going to be a good team this year. And, I mean, they were very organized and had a lot of clean sheets last season in the championship. And I I don't know if it was like a surprise that he came in at 4-5, but he has very good pedigree. I mean, he was playing on, was he was on Sporting for a while, or, or where was he? Yeah, I think he was on Sporting. Sporting, and I mean, you know, he's on the Portuguese na- number one national team goalkeeper. He's just really good. And Wolves feel like they're going to just be mid-table this season. So I really like Patricio a lot. Yeah, and they. It must be said, like he's not their only reinforcement. They reinforce basically more than like most of the teams in the top six reinforced. Like they're making the step up with fucking. 
aggressiveness, you know, in terms of like the transfer market and stuff and and upgrading their team to another level. I don't know. It's interesting. We were talking in the in the gambling section of our Slack, me and James, about um, you know, the futures bets of like where teams finish and stuff. Wolves, according to like bookies in the UK and Vegas here, are considered like a top ten team already. Like that's where their line kind of is. Like they're and I feel like that's worth considering because bookies kind of know what they're talking about usually. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they're they have a really good team, and like you said, they've been reinforcing really well, and they're all Portuguese, so it's like a little Portuguese. Little, you know, they're just going to be great. Yeah, you get like the the good cohesion together, like in uh, FIFA Ultimate Team shoutouts. Exactly the same thing. Um, I think like Ben Foster is pretty interesting. I mean, Gracia last year had them. Somewhat well organized, and you know, Foster makes his saves and shit he did with West Brom probably will do more of the same. I feel like you know, Gomez last year had a good, decent amount of saves, and Watford's run at the beginning is pretty decent. Um, so you know, he's kind of interesting to me. And then they just ended so poorly that I'm like, I feel like I have this like recency bias against Watford. Like, I just remember they their end of the season is just like, I mean, they lost to every good team, but even aside from that, they lost to Burnley, they lost to Huddersfield, and they'll know with Palace, whatever. I, they just were, like, fucking bad. Yeah, but the they the kind of remind me of, like, Burnley at the end of the season, where once they hit the 40 points and they're safe, it's just nothing to play for, on kind of, beach. and they were, yeah. yeah, they were on the beach for a really long time at the end of last season, so, I mean, I don't, Foster's definitely on my favorite 4-5, and if I was going to go 4-5, he would not be on my personal team, but I think he's definitely a defensible pick. Yeah. Um, I mean, then the other thing, looking at Palace, like, yeah. it's who's tough. Start, who's the starter? It should be the new dude, Guaita, or however the fuck you say his name, I think, but preseason hasn't really given us that clear of an indication. And the one other thing about Palace, I mean, there there is a good Palace player in every price bracket in defense. Even now it looks like 4-0 with Juan Bissaka. Yeah, it looks Juan like Bissaka. he might be really actually playing. So it's a tough one to double up on Palace defense and you know, when you have bet, we have like pretty decent other options from other teams with like saves and shit. I, I feel like it's not the best. It's not the best place to go, but you know, I, it's also a little bit sketchy. We still have some time left before the first week, but I don't know exactly for a thousand percent certain who's starting there. So that's tough. That's sketchy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then I think uh, McCarthy too. I mean, even though Hughes is a piece uh, of shit. I like McCarthy as a yeah, keeper. He's good. He's I always player, have yeah. since. Yeah, he's just good, and he he looked good last year. He had some really great saves towards the end of last season. Remember Their when fixtures, Forster was good? Yeah, like three years ago. What the fuck happened? He's just punk. He just fell off. He's just a six ten giant human. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Atari like is obsolete, and they came out with like a <laughs> tracks or something. So. I got you. Um. But I, I think, think Ryan like, I mean, is low. pretty popular and pretty good too. I mean, he, yeah, Ryan's a good shout. Sure, yeah, Brighton. Like, it's weird because a lot of these, a lot of teams in the Premier League. I mean, obviously, all of the teams in the Premier League have a lot of money compared to other leagues, like even the lower half. And some of the teams are spending their money, like Wolves, aforementioned, and like Brighton. They bought Fulham. like yeah, Fulham. Like Brighton bought like a. Sick, like twenty-one-year-old, highly touted defensive midfield prospect. Like you don't like teams that are like fighting relegation. I usually don't associate in my head with like getting those kinds of players, but they did. 
and they're they're getting better and they bought a fucking left back from Leipzig and like they're buying guys and like they were pretty good last year. Like Ryan had 10, 10 cleans and a billion saves. I feel like Brighton are just like gonna be good. Like I actually I like them. I like Brighton. Yeah, they have some really tough clean sheet fixtures in the first, you know, they have four top yeah. four in the first seven. So yeah. maybe it would be if you're in on Brighton, if if you're going to go rotating goalkeepers, then Ryan could be a good rotator. But right, yeah. it could be a better place to just buy a defender instead. I don't know, so you could bench him, but yeah, that's it very, doesn't very look fair. great. I mean, especially with our wild card, you know, it doesn't feel like many of us are going to have our wild card pass like the game week eight, nine mark, which is when their t- fixtures really turn. So he could be one to monitor for the future, but... Yeah, yeah and the pictures Brighton, are pretty fucking bad. Yeah, they're pretty bad. But yeah, Brighton, I mean, point taken, they've been buying a lot of really quality players and they could definitely build on where they were last year, we'll have to see. Yeah, um, sure. And yeah, like full, I mean, Losel's also 4 or 5. He was, they were really good at the beginning of last season, but just doesn't, I mean, they have like Chelsea cities to start off and I just, I'm so They down just seem like field. they're not going to be as good, right? I, like, they, they should go down. I would be very surprised if they stay up. It seems like, Cardiff are the wor- like pretty unanimous worst team in the league, but Huddersfield are pretty bad, I think too. Yeah, they're both bad. I, those would probably be the two names in the bottom three for most people, like preseason predictors and shit. Yeah, I'm trying to even see who who Huddersfield bought. I mean, they bought Congolo, but he was there last season on on loan. They haven't really like done anything. They bought didn't they buy like a couple of midfielders or something? They bought they got Sobe from fucking Stoke. They got, yeah, they got great. Sobe. They bought some forward I've never heard of from Monaco. I just don't know. I'm not, <laughs> it doesn't feel good to go there. IMO. Yeah. I, I don't like it. I mean I think that's pretty much it from four or five goalkeeper. I I think that I think yeah. Patricia is the pick of the letter to me. Yeah. I mean, did we talk about Fab? We didn't talk about Fab, and he's like the most owned goalkeeper in the fucking world. But you kind of talked about Fab in the first preseason pod when you were saying like how unsustainable it is that he's going to save three penalties like he did last season. And if you just compare his 17-18 versus his 16-17, really the only difference is two more penalty saves. And 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 just more saves overall, but not by a lot. And that vaults his bonus up a lot, and that vaults his total score up a lot, to where he's more consistently been like in the one around one twenty finishing. And I don't know; it seems like he'll probably go down to earth. Also, West Ham are better and probably concede less shots than the fucking shittiest team in the world, like Swansea. Yeah, their fixtures also are just horrendous from clean sheet perspective in the beginning of the year. Like they don't have unbelievably bad. It's unbelievable how bad they are. They just don't really have any. It's just horrible. So that's a tough place to go. I think yeah, that and, and we like West Ham. It's just like I don't know when you're picking a goalie. Like you don't want to see that. You don't want to see yeah, any of that. It's, it's too. It's a rough run. It's it's too rough. I think. Yeah, I I agree there. Also, Fulham, dude. Fulham are. They keep buying every day. I feel like they buy a really good player. Who the last week today? or two, Mitro. Uh, oh, they finalized that. Nice, yeah, it's done. Dude, but speaking they, of Mitro, I mean, we're, I'm kind of ranting right now, but Newcastle's not buying anything or doing any anything. Well, I mean, do you think Ashley's going to spend money? That's ridiculous. I mean, if he wants to sell, there. I don't know. Char. 
Newcastle did? Yeah. I love that. Because uh, Lejeune, Lassoon is out for the season, right? Yeah, Reparino, ACL. Ugh, that sucks. Oh, Char, get in there. Yeah, I don't know why they haven't added him to the game. It was I saw it done like a week ago. Mm, weird. But yeah, Fulham are interesting. They're buying some guys. Mm-hmm. Seri should make their just defense better in general. He's just like ball winner, like box to box guy. Yeah, and I like, think Fabry is supposed to be good. Okay, yeah. They still only know, have four defenders listed in the game, which isn't is great that real? for them. Oh, that's awesome. Well, one of them's Tim fucking Reamer, who I absolutely love. Every American loves Tim Ream. What a fucking legend. Uh, it's so good with some of these like rando championship players that when you open their profile on the FPL page and they have like one season listed, like Reamer, but it's 11 12. That's 11 12. So long ago. It's like, oh, he had zero clean sheets and one assist in 2011 12. Good job by him. Awesome. Um, I mean, so in terms of the four or five defenders, though, it's like eight or nine teams. Do you want to? How do you want to go go through that? Um, I I don't know. Should we just talk about the teams? I don't know how to do this. I think it might be better to just go touch on the team and just kind of pick out like our favorite guy or something. Yeah, if, yeah. Much, if there's a team with that's full of four or fives, let's just do that. Yeah, yeah. like Bournemouth, for example. I have Ake at five, but pretty much everyone has four or five. Right. We obviously didn't mention Begovic because why would we have done that? But That's Bournemouth, we're, I mean, I'm still complete stay away from their defense. Do you have anything? Any I mean, different? they've been consistently bad defensively for a while, I feel like. Since they've been in the Prem. Yeah, I mean, they got 10 clean sheets somehow in 16-17, but they probably still conceded a billion goals. They just, they, they love conceding goals. Um, I don't I don't trust any of them at all. I mean, like, and and they bought a left back, which makes yeah, Circus Rico. Charlie a lot less safe and a lot less interesting to me, which he was kind of the only name where it was like, oh, he's never been this cheap because he's so good at attacking. But, yeah, I'm just not, not really interested at all. Not well, interested. And they yeah. do have a pretty good fixture on to begin the season with, but maybe it's best to buy an attacker if you want to go there. I mean, if we get indications that it's, three at the back again, like it was for, I don't know, maybe half of last season. And like someone like Adam Smith is playing, you know, wing back. Out of position or something. Yeah, out of position. I think he's a great pick in in that sort of scenario. But I haven't seen any, you know, rumors or preseason lineups that have led me to believe that. We've also never had like a consistency from how of lineup formation. He changes it every other game. Yeah, he plays like matchups. Yeah, or personnel. I mean, half the team's usually knocked also, so that doesn't help him. Yeah, that hurts him a lot. Um, Ming, in Brighton, Ming's and, dude. Yeah, Ming's is so bad. But <laughs> Brighton, we kind of talked about Obviously, we talked a lot, a lot of these teams with the goalkeeper, but what's going on with Balogun, the, the Nigerian dude they bought him? Is he going to displace the own goal machine of Dunk? Because Dunk's definitely worse than Duffy, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that Dunk and Duffy are good. The thing with Balogun is he was a free transfer. I feel like he's just... Uh, like house depth. money depth? Yeah, just depth and just competition and shit. I, how can you break up Duncan Duffy after they're like your fucking boys? You get promoted with them. They, you know, they're your fucking stalwarts, keep you up in the prime. Like you don't, you don't take either of those guys out of the, okay, out okay, of the back okay. four, I don't think. 
Um, yeah, I mean, they I definitely want to go Duffy over Dunk because one of them has four own goals, and you don't <laughs> want that player. You don't want that from last season. You don't want that player. They both they, have potential to score like four or five actual goals. Yeah. Also, must be said. Yeah, yeah they had a lot of indirect set piece opportunities last season. Expect that to continue with the same delivery that should be there. Yeah, gross. Um, gross with all of the deliveries. Like they have like Bruno Bong, they got Bernardo, new fullback. They got a lot of fucking fuckery back there, but I would probably go with a center back if you want a Brighton defender, yeah? Yeah, I mean, they're also so good on bonus. Yeah, Whenever because, Brighton yeah. keep it clean, those guys are beastly. Um, Duffy usually a little better than Dunk. Yes, but very little. I mean, they're still both really good. Um, and part of that has to do with winning all of those headers on, on set pieces and stuff like that. They had a lot of like very, very high shot numbers. They just didn't actually get the goals from them. So yeah, I mean, I I think they're both great. If there's anyone to keep an eye on, it's gotta be Bernardo just because he's from Leipzig. He's young. Bong didn't really do shit last season. Maybe Bernardo comes in and is just like, a really good attacking left back or something, and he might yeah, be that's interesting. Possible. Yeah, that's yeah I mean, I think Duffy and Dunk are both great picks. Okay. Um, I mean, Burnley, they're all five. Cardiff, I think we can probably skip Cardiff, right? No one's looking at their defense. Yeah. I mean, Pel- I mean, they do I have that dude, Peltier and Rich Jazz. They're 4 0. There could be something there, actually. Jazz Richards. <laughs> He's a huge favorite in the slack, but. Because they they've been playing some three at the back, and I've I think Peltier just got knocked like last preseason game at Jazz Richard. Maybe he was playing at wing back. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I, they, there could be a four zero guy emerging from Cardiff. But interesting. But we, they're I think really bad. They're really bad. That's a that's a problem. Yeah, they're really bad. And their fixtures are a complete joke. Stay away. Also. Yeah. Agree with that as well. So, so I mean, the that. main four or five probably that's been in the most teams I've seen is Tompkins. Yeah, he is um, an absolutely fantastic pick. Yeah, so you have him at four five, and then Juan Bissaka at four zero. The tough thing is, you know, Palace. They also have PVA at five five, and they have Sacco at five. <laughs> they All have these, every fucking price bracket. Yeah, they have someone. Every price bracket they have someone, and also not to mention is Schlupp has been playing in left midfield pretty much all preseason at a position. Um, he's still four five, so he looks like he might have a spot in midfield. So that's interesting. I love Schlupp. Yeah, it looks like he's being preferred to, you know, like Maka and shit. Like Millie will come in probably in the center. Maka maybe could play on the right, but we don't have a lot of central midfielders with like Cab gone. There's a spot open there, you know? So, and yeah. Radewald doesn't look like a player at all. So, Kai Kai is still young. Punchin's old as fuck. Sacco's hurt. So, Schlupp's interesting. Four or five out of position is interesting. You know, he's he gets in there, but. I still kind of like Tompkins a little bit more. I feel like he'll be better on BAPs and probably just as good for attacking returns offset pieces. Yeah, and he's totally nailed on fit. Yeah, there's still a slight doubt over Schlupp. Yeah, I mean, I think he's nailed to start the season, but five weeks from now he might not be, whereas Tompkins almost definitely would still be. Um, The Palace are another team, though, like I was going to say, like, they, like, they haven't bought anyone. We bought no one. We're, we're rumored with Drinkwater. I was seeing, but if their only like transfer alone. in is the free the goalkeeper on a the free. Goalie. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. I mean, we do. I guess technically we have Wickham back. He was gone all last year, but we do look pretty light in midfield. Yeah, I'm a little guesses. worried about that. Yeah, Riedewald could step in there, but again, he hasn't looked good. 
Yeah, and I don't o, know. And I OLC mean, and Okabai. If we get yeah. drink water, if we get drink water, and that would that would patch something up. But you, it's un, it seems likely that we'll add two, you know, two or three. Okay. And that this week, I'm hoping. We yeah, that, that would make me feel a lot better. Yeah, we haven't done anything, but no matter what, with Millie's shielding and the way that we looked last season with Sacco and and Tompkins and the spine is just. Good bet for cleans and the fixtures are incredible, but I think double doubling defense is too too aggressive for me. Yeah, I think it's a little too aggressive, mostly because of what I basically just said. Of like Palace haven't reinforced at all; they lost a bunch of guys, and I just, it's just a little bit like not sure. Yeah, like if um, if you guys were Fulham and bought Seri or you know something like that or. You got Lucas Torreira instead of Arsenal or something. I'd be, I'd be like all in. I'd yeah, we like, haven't. Okay, yeah. yeah, we haven't added any dynamism whatsoever to midfield, which is something that we're lacking. Yeah, it's a little so worrying. We'll so, yeah. who do you think starts at right back? Is it going to be Juan or is it going to be Ward? I think it's probably Wani Biz. Like he's been playing consistently. Ward's been consistently on the bench for the entire pre- every preseason game, basically. So that's great. I'm hoping that we get a little bit more information or like a credible quote from Woy about what he's thinking there. But again, I've been saying this since mid-season last year. Whenever Juan Bissaka was playing, he was 50 times better than Ward every single performance. And you know he's younger and should be allowed to grow into making that position his own, and hopefully he does that this season. Um, I really like him. I, I think he's a quality player. He's again super young, but at four zero, he's de- definitely the best four zero pick right now to me yeah, in defense right now, for sure. No question. I uh, would be a little bit hesitant to put him in, thinking that he's going to be part of a rotate. Really, put him in, assuming that he will just not play. Because if you have like you need him to play, then you're going to have trouble. If you have him and Peltier, and you're going you know really thin like that, it's going to be a little bit tricky, I think. But yeah, that's super super dangerous. Yeah, but, I but mean, he's a good high, pick for your high fifth rotation defender. risk and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but he's a good pick for fifth defender for sure. I think. Yeah, great pick. Yeah, maybe I just a little bit less good. It. Part of me not knowing if it's worth it is what we were saying. Is like it, doubling Palace defense seems a little extreme, and I definitely want one of their really good defenders, i.e. Tompkins, Sacco, or PVA. And so I'm like, it feels a little weird to me to have like Juan as my fifth if I'm definitely going to have one of those other guys. Yeah, Does that make like, any sense? Yeah, no, I mean, it's redundant, and then you're you're pigeonholing yourself with a kind of sketchy option versus someone who's more solid that you could rotate around. Right, right. Um, or start every week if you have PVA. Yeah. right. Yeah, I've, I've had the same experience. I mean, I don't want to put in two Palace defenders, so I haven't really tinkered with Juan Bissaka in my team at all, but that's just kind of how I've been structuring my team God, as well. In past seasons, we would be 4-3-3 three, three with Juan first name in the team sheet. Probably, yes. <laughs> Everton center-back situation, very interesting. I think they're being linked. They probably are going to buy a center-back, but Jags has been playing basically a preseason center-back, first-choice pairing. He's 4-5. What's, par- what's the pairing been? It's been him, him and Keane. Yeah, it's been yeah. him and Keane. So I think that the uh, Digne transfer is all but wrapped up, but that's going to go over to left back. But Jags, if he if they don't buy a center back, Jags at 4-5 is very interesting to me. It'd be so weird if they don't buy a center back. It would that's be what, weird. Especially with like how much money they're spending elsewhere and Silva's... In, you know, he flirts with the three at the back all the time. And so, like, 
if he ever wants to go three at the back, there's basically four center backs at the club, and one of them's Ashley Williams, and one of them's Holgate. Holgate. Yeah. So uh, that seems really sketchy. They gotta yeah. buy someone. I think. Yeah, they gotta gotta think they buy someone. And they just spent five hundred million dollars on Richarlison. and they can't buy a center back. They should be able to. What are the rumors? Um, I saw Rojo mentioned. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, can we get a I Rojo Funes Mori? Funes Mori, I think, because he left, but but he's with um, us forever. Other than that, I'm not. You know, I, I hate the rumor mill. It's Me too. I think I saw Mawson maybe in a tweet. Moss, or something no, like Mawson that. just got just went twenty mil to uh, oh Fulham. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Wow, Fulham are cleaning up. Yeah, Fulham, Fulham in. The Prem is just getting better and better. These yeah. teams come up and just they actually have money and like have a system and like a manager and do stuff. Yeah. Except Fulham. Cardiff. And yeah, Cardiff. Poor Cardiff. So yeah, four or five Jags you feel good about? I mean, as of this moment, but you know, we'll see what happens. Um, Huddersfield, the, all their guys are four or five. So I guess Zonka's the best, right? He gets the cleans, he, he gets the baps, and he gets some, some goal shout. There is always the rumors of him on pens, but that's did, not did they the draw. Oh no, that was Luva, right? Oh yeah, that was Luva. I can't really remember them drawing a pen, but they probably did, and Depoitre probably fucking slotted it because he's a. Or doesn't Mo- What about Moy? Doesn't Moy take pens? I have no idea. I can't remember them getting a pen last season. The second we start talking about Huddersfield is the minute that we lose listeners because yeah, it's a bad. Not a lot of insight here from the from the FPL boys. I mean, I gave the the pre pre whatever preamble of me being out of the loop a bit and like less prepared than than I would ideally be prepared, but. You know we're still we still got enough fucking ten days to go, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be locked and loaded. Yeah, Huddersfield suck. Don't don't buy their players. Leicester, eh, what do you think? I, they're a tricky one. I'm seeing my, a, West, it's been West Morgan right pairing. Um, I think so, but I mean you know, Maguire. But, yeah, Maguire will come back, and then Chilwell at five is a complete no go. It's too expensive. God, that's got so Pert. annoying that they put him at five. He's not even like a hundred percent nailed. Yeah, and then they got Pereira in. They're I just don't know what they're up to. Leicester, I haven't I don't think I've had one Leicester player in my team for one second in tinkering. I've at looked all, at, at James all. Madison highlights a few times when it's like <laughs> late at night and I'm just under the covers and you know what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, but okay, uh okay, okay, yeah, okay. why the uh, Pereira and Chilwell at five is just such a nightmare. I don't know why they priced them at five, thinking they're good. They're not good. They That's weren't was, good, like, they last, weren't good last year. I was saying, like they're they're consistently priced like they're Liverpool. Yeah, they kept like, under ten cleans last year. I think. Good God, that is horrendous. That's just right. a bad job. Like yeah. they won the title. That was awesome. Like crazy season, but like. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah they had nine nine cleans last season. Yeah, that's sixty ridiculous. goals conceded, and they're all five or more. Yeah, that's the fifth most goals conceded in the Prem. Yeah, it's not good. So Newcastle, definitely a team we love from a clean sheet perspective. We talked about Dubrovka a lot last pod, but you know, last loss is five. It'll be interesting when Char comes in if he's going to be four or five or five because he's got a pretty probably decent. Probably five, I would guess. You think so? Because I think the reason they put Lejeune and um, what's his fucking name, 
uh, Kieran Clark at four five is because Kieran actually played a lot of minutes last season, mostly due to injury, but he was really good. And there's a world where he would be the starter over Lejeune, I think. But if they're spending real money on Char, then I think they have to assume that he's coming in to pair Lascelles and just be the nailed-on starter. And I think so then they would put him at five. So then Yedlin looks like maybe the best route in at 4-5. Yeah, Yedlin at 4-5 is really nice. But again, as we mentioned, I mean, Newcastle's fixtures for Yedlin are just so bad, so it's a tough job to stick any of them in at the game week one mark. Yeah, and it's another one where I I rate Newcastle, I like Newcastle, I love Rafa, like blah, 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 blah. Can they just reinforce like a tiny little bit so I can feel better about it? Not while Ashley is on the owner of the club. Yeah. Okay. Oh so yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the shard transfers three point six million, so very far from real money. That's real money to Ash. That's more than zero million, so it's, yeah, exactly. it's definitely real money to Ashley. How yeah, many pies? How many pies is he not going to be able to buy with that? And their net spend is hysterical. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Southampton. I have I have Cedric in my team right now, and I feel disgusting about it. But I just why don't the even, fuck do you have him? I just don't even know what to do with myself. I don't know. I, oh, I, I I'm so lost in in the four or five bracket. You're lost um, in the sauce. Yeah, I'm very much lost in the sauce. <laughs> I just keep I sell myself on the wing back. Like unsuccessful crosses are good in baps. Like Cedric in. Someone on Slack was talking to me about Cedric. It might have been the Wiz. It might have been George. I'm not really sure. And they were like. And I was like, ew, you know, some sort of similar reaction to what I just gave you. Like, ew, why the fuck is Cedric in your team? That's a joke. And their explanation was short and sweet. Just actually, after Hughes came in and wing back, he had a really good run of returns to end the season. My response was, okay, any Cedric return, much like fucking Navas or something, I just consider to be complete fluke luck. Like, I've seen him... Cross. I've probably seen him cross two thousand times in my life <laughs> between just like Southampton games, Portugal, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He's horrible at it and doesn't look up and just aims mindlessly into the box with like a floating piece of shit. So like I don't see attacking returns as like oh he's turned the corner like he's all of a sudden good. Like he just crosses a lot and sometimes gets lucky is what I see. I agree with that, but at the same time, he's going to have the volume if he's playing wing back, which it looks like he will be doing. And I don't know. I, I, He'll I have don't, the volume. Have, he's also never had more than three assists in an entire season. Yeah, Cedric, you know, Cedric. <laughs> he just he shasses when he wants. He's a shas yeah. shas merchant. I can just see so vividly when I close my eyes, just like his fucking. He's sprinting, head fully down, never any consideration to look at teammates, where his teammates are, what's happening in the box or anything, and he just sends up a fucking cross that's just <laughs> 500 feet in the air and the most easy thing ever for some fuck like Wes Morgan to just head out for a clearance. It's just the, like... The uh, best thing about Cedric, most well known for it, always ends up behind like the goal after he does a shaft, raises his hand up to his teammates and then puts his head down. He does that 15 <laughs> times a game. Just like, I'm oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. Puts his yeah, head I down, mean, turns listen, around, jogs back to position. Listen, he got two bonus points last season. That's a lot. That's a so lot that's more than pretty zero. pretty good. You would good. think with the number of unsuccessful crosses that he would be more up in like the bell end range of bones. But he managed to keep it low to keep himself... You know, soupy and under the radar, and I think he's a 
It's just a terrible pick. I just okay. I don't like it at all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Watford, we kind of talked to that. Cavasol was pretty decent last year. Um, they have holes. They have Kiko. I'm yeah, interested I'm in Kiko five. a little bit. Yeah, it's just the subbing before 60 last year did, <laughs> did me. I mean, if, if there's a defender who gets subbed before 60, I had him on my team for a long time. Yeah, you, I, you had a lot of red cards, defenders sub before 60, and own goals. Like, Brito's astronomical. Cards, dunk, uh, dunk own goals, Brito's red cards, Kiko and Bodker subs at 50. It was Unreal. Moses, I had Moses for multiple yes, sub sixty. It's difficult to do what good. you did. It's good. It's good. It was good to do. But Watford have again twenty three defenders listed on the FPL page. Yeah. So some Jesus. guys have to go out, but it's they're not sexy. But I mean, this is kind of thing. You could make a team with five, four or five defenders and just like spunk a rotation, like a huge three at the back rotation. And you know you could get a four or five dude from all these kind of middling clubs and just play the fixtures and rotate. And you know, I mean, Watford's a name in there that you could just hope to catch a few cleans on. And I don't. What, I don't are, you, what are you talking about, dude? I'm just who, talking who about people. You? I'm talking about people who want to play the game a different way, Alon. I know, but we're supposed to use our experience to help other people be better at the game. Our experience is doing that every season for like five consecutive years of like four three. I mean three four three, all four fives and four zero defenders rotate like blah blah blah. It's a nightmare. So why are we even talking about four or five defenders? Well, because you're gonna have one or two, right? Your fourth or fifth defender, maybe, or like you'll find some gems in there. I'm not saying it's definitely wrong, but the idea of just like. Basically saying fuck my defense completely and just getting some four fives on mostly bad teams with bad fixtures. I don't. I cannot put a stamp of approval on that strategy. Um, so the other four or five I have in my team right now is <laughs> <laughs> you've changed so much. In I have one two. Week. I have two. Is uh, is Will Wilhelm Bully on Wolves? He kind of just was in there by no other options, and I like wolves, and I like I like them center back. Well, if you're going four or five on wolves, you got to go Doherty. Why? He's, is he going to be playing wing back? He's wing back. Yeah, he's right wing back. He's according to that Twitter fan who wrote in. He's fucking Irish. Irish Danny Alves. <laughs> okay, I'll switch him right now. <laughs> So that's hard to resist, you know. And yes. he's another he's another one of those rando Irish championship players where you open up his FPL profile or whatever. He played 45 minutes in 2011 and 12 and he was on a team in 2010/11 played 0 minutes. But they got rid of Baza Douglas, right? He's at Leeds now. Right. So there so will who's be over there. They have to buy. I think they loaned or bought I'm blanking. There's there is a left back that they're interested in, or they loaned him, or they bought him. I can't remember. Who the but, fuck is Vinagre? Uh, Ruben I mean, Goncalo Silva Nascimento Vinagre. Oh my god, what a name! I just got. <laughs> I is rock he hard. Portuguese? Probably not. He's probably yeah. like Northern Irish or something. Balsamic Vinagre. In. <laughs> Uh, I don't know who the left wing back back is yet, but Doherty is a good guy. Good guy. Right wing back, good guy. And Wolves are good. 
I mean, West Ham also they have like Diops and four fives with the fixtures are too bad. Basically, the four or five options are like Tompkins and then a bunch of weird guys. I guess we also did talked about Chambers a little bit. It's very right. speculative four or five. I don't know what we don't know what Emery's favorite pairing is, but there's a right, we don't know yet. You know, yeah. there's a very very outside chance that he gets in there, but it's kind of coincidence maybe. But it just seems like just. By going through them with you just now, like a lot of these bad teams just have nightmare fixtures. I don't know why, but there were so many teams we just went over where it was just like stay away, stay away, stay away, stay away. So I feel like the four fives are pretty limited in that in that respect. And yeah, just the guys you were just talking about are like pretty much the guys. Yeah, Cedric, first name in my team sheet. Oh my fucking god, dude! Don't do it to me or you or any of the listeners. It's no, bad. Cedric's not going to be on my team for a while. I just don't know what to do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so no one does. So we're going to go midfield. Are we doing six and under? Is that right today? Did we do six five last week? I don't remember. Did we do Fab and Pedro? I think so. I mean, I remember you saying Ladro. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we did Sessignon and Richarlison, and like, yeah, we did all that shit. Yeah, and Jota, of course. Yeah, ledge. Um, yeah, so midfield, so six and under. Tough, dude. It gets fucking tough down here. Yeah, it's really tough. There, yeah. I, there are more than a few names that I that have my head turned, but they're so punty. It's just such a difficult thing to like, jump. So but, punty with no flexibility at all. Like everything that we said, that's good about being in the seven and six five range, where you can just go to this other guy or this guy or this guy or this guy. When you're in this fucking bargain trash pile of guys, it's just like they might all be awful, and you just have a bad slot on your team, and you have to double change to get out of this price bracket. That might yeah. happen. Yeah, it might happen, or you might just. Or you might just you get might Mara's. put one or two, and it is just the best. Yeah, it's Mar- you found Mara's. You found Mara's. So who do you, who has your head turned? I mean, I'm always a sucker for Sherla. I love yeah. him. He's been really bad for a while, but okay. How millions, old do you think he is? He's like 28. He's not yeah. that old. Yeah, he's 27. Dude, when okay. I saw that they made the transfer, I thought he was like 33. No, he's like he's in the twilight of his career. Like, wow, Sherla, crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Six, not too much. He he's just a poacher, goal scorer, selfish merchant festival. So he doesn't have a great record. I mean, I think he's had one double digit goal scoring season in the last like five of his fucking life. I don't know. But he always somehow ends up on the bench. So maybe that's a reason why he sucks or something. I'm not sure. But it's just a sexy name, and you know he's. He's capable of like a brace in ten minutes. He's got that in him. So he's he's done that in every stage and level of football. Yeah. So he's interesting to me. Stan obviously red flag before the year started. <laughs> like that's obvious. It's just the most nailed red flag you could ever find. <laughs> just, is Junior Stanislas right there? They just he's, the, his... he's also the best player in the Premier League. <laughs> Golden Boot winner. If he ever could play more than a thousand Ballon d'Or, yeah. If he can just start and play twenty five hundred minutes, um, I I love his Kierdo, but me too. Six, I love him. He's like close enough to gross. It just doesn't feel like great. Also, like Knockard over there at five five. I feel like he just he's kind of better. I love him. I, I really like him a lot. I yeah, love he's, watching. He's him play. really good. But he just couldn't put it together last season. He was kind of like too much of a hothead and had these games where he was just freaking out all the time. 
Like, wasn't it? For, I thought he was going to be one of the first names on the team sheet because remember that season when they got promoted, he was insanely good for them. He had double yeah. digit goals, assists, a ridiculous, ridiculous season. Yeah, he had really good underlying numbers last yeah. season. Well, so did Tom, um, especially Inns, so for a, you know newly promoted side. But yeah, he just didn't. The goals and assists just didn't follow. But like, he was shooting a lot and he was creating chances and stuff like that. But. Yeah, maybe maybe he can he can put it together this year. Yeah, I like him. Well, French guy is always good. Good hair. Yeah. Um, what else? I mean, Pereira always. Yeah, Pereira is an interesting fantastic. one. Yeah, he's so good. I mean, he's six again, just like fucking Stanislas can never play three straight games without dying. But yeah, he hurt. was really influential under um, under Gracia last season when he was playing, and he looked really good. So That's he's someone true. I'm interested in. Yeah, no, that's true. I forgot about that. He had a run last season where he was just like incredible every single week for until he got hurt. Yeah. And I mean, Chelsea, too, is a tough one because they haven't bought anyone. But like we mentioned with Pedro, I mean, they have RLC is 5'5. Five, five, and I mean, if he's going to be, someone's got to play with Conte and fucking, who's the other guy? Jorginho. And Jorginho. Someone's got to play ahead of them. And yeah, it, it if, might be Barkley, it might be Fab, it might be, I don't know. RLC. RLC. So, yeah. I mean, Barkley is probably the least good name that could win that battle because it's so bad. But that's an interesting spot to look at just to see when we get closer to gimmick one, whoever looks like leading that race could be a really good value buy. Yeah, because no matter what, they're not going to cost more than six five unless they buy someone. Yeah, and it's the kind of position where you know you'd rather have someone who has a chance to run into points because they're playing on a top five six team rather than like you know Sherla. (laughs) 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 Sounds better, but that's that's interesting. Last fucking, I'm just looking it up to go back to that last six games last season. You have three goals and an assist. Yeah, he was so good. He was at the end so of last good. season. Yeah, uh, Damari Gray's five five knocking around. Yeah. I mean, I like they're him. gonna. Yeah, he's good. He's tricky, good, but didn't seem like he could get himself nailed under Puel last season. They have a lot less names and cooks in the kitchen this year. But five five, he's definitely a name to monitor. I think. Yeah, I think it'll be straight four two three one this season, or at least mm-hmm. that's what I expect. Mm-hmm. With Mara's gone and just it'll just be Vardy solo up top, and I imagine the three behind Vardy are going to be left to right: Gray, Madison, and Albrighton. Maybe sometimes Ianacho gets in there, but they're going to struggle. They're going to yeah. struggle this year. No, I, I I think they'll still be good. Yeah. I like Puel. I think he they'll be solid and that they're good. Yeah, I think they're in trouble. I think they're going to be pretty bad this year. Interesting. Um, what else in the five five bracket? I mean, we were had that little Lookman moment, but now that they got Richie Rich, he's I don't know what they're doing. They have so yeah. many players, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. And Atsu might be on pens, which is sort of interesting. When he plays, he's always pretty dangerous, but their fixtures again with Newcastle are just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, what's the deal with Jerry D? Is he he's got a yellow flag? Is he fucking hurt again? I don't know about his fitness. It just says lack of match fitness, which is pretty classic Jerry D, if you ask me. I mean, he's just <laughs> the laziest player in the Prem. But he's really good, and he was good for stretches on Watford last season. I'm interested there. What about like someone like Redmond or something? Like, Do you think he's just... 
bad for the rest of his life, or do you think he has a chance to like bounce back to like Norwich days? Do we need to have the seventy eighth Nathan Redmond converse? You know what I, I, I think Redmond is an absolute shithouse, awful player. I think he's okay. awful. Okay. I just wanted to double check. Yeah. Because I, mean, I, I, I think said, I think there's could be something there. I think you're just on crack. You just remember that one two years ago, that one week you transferred him in the double game week and he like yeah, somehow he finished. Game week thirty seven, I think. I took a minus sixteen. Redmond brace and I flew and it was the best thing ever. But no, I'm just just talking. I'm, no, I, I know, know, but you, you, I think, are you just trying to wind me up? Because you know, I'm how not I feel really about not. I'm just okay. looking. At, I mean, this is how bad the five five or six and under midfielders are. That I'm like looking around and he's a name that I'm picking out because it's just trash. It's so bad. But yeah, Moutinho's like, there now. Maybe he'll be class. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, um, Felipe, Iria, Santos, Moutinho. I mean, it's weird with Wolves because they were straight 3-4-3 three, three every single match last season. I feel like um, if they're doing that and their only two central midfielders are Neves and Moutinho, that just feels very light to me. Like If they figure out to... some other way to get Moutinho at number 10, I think, sure, maybe he can he can get like double-digit assists or something like that, but like... I don't really understand unless they're changing system. Maybe they'll do something more like of a four three three or something. Or yeah, like, I mean, it just I don't know. Yeah, it could be fluid, but I mean, they still have Saiz there. Three five can, two, maybe. Yeah, Menes and Jota up top or something like that. Yeah, they could do something like that because they're going to probably play for the, on the counter. But I'm not sure. I don't think Moutinho's got much left in him. I, I don't. You know, he he's definitely not going to play three thousand minutes this year. That's for sure. But, no, that's for sure. I mean, he's still the only thing with him is he still just quietly gets like not very impressive, but like decent assist numbers just because like that's the position he plays and that's the stuff he's good at and he can still kind of do that, you know? And so if Wolves are a top 10 team, which is kind of how we started this whole pod, then and he's playing number 10, I mean, I, I don't really know where he's going to play or how they're going to do that, but. In that world, I could see him just getting assists by nature of just like starting every game there and and doing that stuff that he's good at. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't think that there's going to be any amount of weeks this season that he emerges as an FPL option, though. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm totally not interested. I, I think it's Jota there, and that's about it in midfield. Yeah. Um. So at so, five, like it's just trash. Rawl, Rawls is on pens for Cardiff. Just saying that out loud. So is um, what's his name, Kearney on Fulham, right? I don't know if he's on pens. I think he's on I a lot of like threes. Maybe I'm not sure. But yeah, Kearney is definitely the other five million name that is really. I mean, really the only five million name that anyone's really looking at. But he should be playing further forward after like Sari got signed and yeah he he took two pens last season I don't know if they got more than that but he took two pens last season okay um but yeah Scored he's him. definitely an interesting name if you want to go really you know if you want to go a little risk and throw him in at your you know fourth mid or in a 343 or or 442 or whatever or throw him in as your fifth mid in a 352 or something like that it's it's very risky, but it could come in because if he returns, you know, every third game at five million, then he'll be earning his price for sure. Yeah, but every third game is a 
big ask for him, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I, Fulham... think, I feel like every fourth game is pretty good. Like that's yeah. that's more reasonable and more where you could expect him to to be. You don't think he could have like seven goals, five assists, or something? No. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot. All right. I don't know. I like him. Yeah, I kind of like him too. I had him for a while. In the end, I just went ended up going back to just like four or five mids because I'm just like they're pretty much the fucking same. It, it, it just I don't know. It just doesn't feel like the ceiling is that high for Kearney that it's worth paying like 0.5 for an entire season. And yeah. last season he had six goals, five assists. The season before that he had 13 goals, 10 assists. Yeah, but last season I understand he was like very injured. He No, he played 3,000 minutes. He started 33 games. Okay. I, didn't, I mean, he didn't I, start I, 45 games, but he had 33. I don't know. I remember I was reading stuff that he was like battling knocks and shit and just like wasn't really fully fit during the season. Because, like yeah, you said, I mean, two seasons ago, he put up 23. Yeah, no, monster season. Yeah, just, so, and he was yeah. playing more reserved, I think. I don't know. There might be something there. But again, there might be I mean. something there. I just don't know if it's worth it. And there's yeah. no one else that you're. It's a, it's a slot thing, the same problem that I just mentioned, where it's like, if he ends up just being a whatever central midfielder on a sort of whatever sort of mid lower mid table team, then you're just wasting point five every week, and you should yeah, just have like Dale Stevens. There's still Kennedy's five again, bad fixtures, but Kennedy, Kennedy. at five is you know he's good. He's he's underpriced. Yeah, he should have been five five probably. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I guess they were pricing him as if he's on Chelsea, where he obviously would play zero minutes under Conte. Yeah, but that's short sighted because Conte was obviously out, and I don't know the. I feel like Newcastle was trying to make that final from yeah. the end of last season. He did have a grand total of two goals, two assists last year. So, but he barely played. Yeah, he's but, fucking good. No, he looks good, but he's still on Newcastle, and there's still issues there. Yes, but he's at Agreed. five. He's just a name to throw in there. And then my favorite five is the ghost, William Hughes. Oh my god, I love albino Willie Hughes. He's just great. I mean, he's, he's not really, nailed though, is he? He seemed to be very nailed whenever he was fit, which was a grand total of like four game weeks last year. He really was a ghost last season, like not <laughs> just not just the color of his skin, but also just he would just appear in a game and score a brace. And it was yeah. just like, "Wow, Will Hughes, get in there." And then he would just disappear again. He's he could be he could emerge. I mean, he was 4-5 last year, but he looked so good every game he played. Someone to look at. He really did. And then he I don't know. Re- yeah. He was really good, I feel like, when he played. It was like some man of the match performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, rare for a five million Watford and yeah. a five million midfielder, yeah. It's, I mean Jack Jack cannot be playing ten, right? I think no. Um but him and Felipe Anderson there's rumors one of them is going to be like left attacking midfielder and one of them is going to be central, you know, number 10. So I mean he's kind of a real option if he's actually nailed. Uh, it remains to be seen if he's actually nailed, but he might be. But not kind of, he is an option. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. If he's playing in an attacking midfield position, he's fucking five million. Is Jack Wilshire England's own? 
Yeah. He's so good. He's so good. It's just Arnie or bust for me. <laughs> I, I think Fully Bay Anderson is fucking amazing also. Everything yeah. I've seen, heard, and whatever, but... Yeah, I mean, Jack could actually be a decent five. So maybe I'm just completely wrong with my Kearney thing, and there are actually a lot of fives that have a small chance of emerging, which means maybe one of them will emerge. We just named six or so guys. Yeah, there's also like five fives drink, wa- drink water if he goes to Palace. Well, and... he's too defensive, but there's still five fives. I, yeah, I don't... Pri- I always like Pritchard if he can nail himself. I, oh, yeah, you he, love Pritchard. Yeah, he did many things to me last season. I mean, there's even fucking like Fellaini. He could find himself in there and, and score goals. Like, that's what he does. Uh, and there's a bunch of like rando fives. It's, it's just a fucking, it's one of those machines in Tokyo where you just, the thing comes down and it just grabs a toy and whatever you get, you're happy with. It's just. Yeah. The That's clock. the five million bracket. It feels better to keep all these names in your little monitor food bank, and then when the soup gets warm, downgrade. <laughs> like you, you don't want to run into the season with Will Hughes, who's gonna like not start the that. second game, like get subbed on forty-five the first game, and then you lose point one. You know? Yes. Yes. But, I- Totally agree with this strategy. I mean, there, we, we've all had Gaston Ramirez game week one before. And by we all, I mean you and me. And it does not yes. end well. It, do, it may start well. <laughs> it does it not end well. He got four points game well. week one. We're like, oh, we're geniuses. And then he got no returns for the rest of the season. Yeah. And it was just bombed out of the squad. <laughs> and then in terms of four or fives, it was like Masuaku, Stevens, what else? Like fucking Romeo. I don't know. I don't want to talk about four or five four midfielders. Four fives are really just super defensive midfielders, from what I can tell. Yeah. So they, you really just want the nailed two points every week. Yeah. That's, I don't know. that's Dale Stevens. Yeah. There's like Gunnarsson. There, there are some four or five guys who will play every week, but, you know, it's whatever. And then let's go to forwards. Um, okay. We're going to do six, five, and under today, I think. Is that right? Yeah, because we definitely did sevens. Yeah, so six, five, and under. All right, so t- I mean, six, five, really just two names. You have Josh King and uh, Wood. What do you think? Um, well, Burnley, we've been saying the same fucking thing over and over again. Remains to be seen if we're going to go to Burnley because of Europa League. If they're either not taking Europa League seriously and just playing kids or they don't qualify for Europa League. I think Wood is an absolutely great pick. I think he's really good, actually. And 6-5 is a really friendly price for him. I agree. And they also have great fixtures to begin with. Yeah, I think, like, I had Wood in a few tinkers before I kind of realized the Europa League stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, he's fucking good. Yeah, it's good. He's just a finisher. He gets in the right spot. He's spots just a good and, number nine. Yeah, he never his work rate's good. He's always getting in there. It's just Burnley's Burnley. They just don't create a ton, so yeah. he's got to finish what few chances he gets. And yeah, he did a good job. He had a good return rate last season for the amount of minutes he played at ten goals. So good pick. His cheeks are always so rosy. Yeah, very rosy. It's just a rosy cheek lad. It's just a kiwi. He's a perfect example of someone that like. He looks like a prepubescent little fucking shit with his rosy cheeks and his like short hair and just like clean face. But he's he a was, massive unit. If he was from England, 
He would be maybe starting for Manchester United this season. He's just Andy Carroll with short hair. He's a Kiwi. So he fucking went from the championship to Burnley, and who knows if he'll ever exceed Burnley in quality. It's just unfortunate for him that like he's not from a footballing nation because there are parallel universes where he's just fucking... He was just all of all Olivier Giroud for France, and just he's raising the World Cup this summer. Yeah, I mean, I think you're getting a little carried away about Chris. I Wood. Am, he's not but a technically like gifted player. He's just more of like a donk, and he runs around, yes. and he's just yes. always. I, I am exaggerating. I'm just saying he's fucking good, he's, and he's it's adequate. kind of silly that like he's just like on Burnley and like plays this like I don't know. He has this like terrible job of just like working at really hard to try and win the ball back to just try and get one chance per half maybe if he's lucky on Burnley but I don't know he's good perfectly Um, adequate also somehow got 20 bonus points last year with only 10 goals and one assist I mean I guess every single game he scored a goal he got minimum two bonus but that's pretty crazy yeah I mean he's just legitimately good at 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 all the stuff that you want a forward to be good at. So he does it. And he's not fucking Sterling and Salah. He doesn't like miss a lot of chances because he doesn't get a lot of chances. He just he just does the stuff that he's supposed to do. What do you see from Josh King? You think he's going to have a little bounce back from 2016-17 uh, form levels, or he's going to have more of the same? Uh, that like, is which, a which, complete which player, What do you really believe Josh King to be? I think he's really better than last season. Okay. Um, as to what his like output is going to be and what Bournemouth are going to be like and Eddie Howe rotation and all of this garbage that always surrounds Bournemouth, I mean, I think it's actually a coin flip. Like mm. he could he could be really good. He could just be last season could get bombed out of the squad any any week with Eddie Howe. That's possible. Um, I really have no idea. I, I have no no gauge on this at all. What do you think? Kind of similar. It did seem like he favored him last season when he was fit. He was, he was starting yeah. for pretty regularly, but the, the position was in question. I mean, when he was doing all that business two seasons ago, he was kind of playing striker the whole time. So last season he was playing in the midfield a lot more. I mean, they have fucking Wilson and Defoe and shit. So his role worries me. And he can't stay fit, and Bournemouth are a nightmare. But I've seen him in some teams. I don't, you know, if you like him and you're like, whatever, Bournemouth have good fixtures, I'm not going to crucify you over it. But I, I don't, I don't get the feels for him. Yeah. I mean, same. Like, I don't think he's objectively bad pick or something like that. He's not Cedric. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just not. I don't know. It's it's maybe it's a post hype. Maybe I can talk myself into someone like Josh King because it is post hype. I mean, I had him all of sixteen seventeen, and he was the best thing ever and the most consistent dude ever. He murdered you that season. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I think he's more that player than last season player. I think like guys like Defoe really fucked up last season for Bournemouth because they really fucking. They spent money on Defoe and paid him a huge wage, and he was awful. So bad. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Maybe Ibe can take a step forward. Maybe Frazier can take another step forward. If Stan can stay fit at all, maybe they can actually have a decent attack. 
I don't want to. I don't. I want to stop you talking yourself into Bournemouth because they're terrible. I'm not gonna. I'm not transferring him in, but um, I can see it. So tell me about Sturridge at six. Sturridge at six is the classic. If you if listeners listen to last week's pod, he's the classic guy. If you're gonna wild card early, he should one million percent be nailed into your team because he will start the season at striker for Liverpool. And he probably will score some goals because he literally always does. He's a professional goal scorer. And when Firmino's back and fully fit, he won't start ever. So how long? Really, how many really games? How many games do you think that he's going to go for? I don't know. Maybe like two. Yeah. Oh god, it just feels bad. Yeah, I mean, Firmino's back to training today. I think today. Yeah. yeah. So he won't be, he definitely won't be like starting, Firmino won't be starting game week one, definitely. Um, but as to how many, I, that's so hard to guess, you know? I feel like it. it's also like a manager to manager and player to player, you know, on like how fit they get. I mean, Firmino barely played in the World Cup. He should be like not tired. Imagine if Firmino gets hurt. Sturge at six. Oh my god. Six, dude. Six million. He's also I don't wanna fucking get my hopes up because Sturge has done this to me for I don't know, five consecutive years, but he hasn't looked this good in preseason since like he was the best English striker in the world by far. You know, like he's just scoring every single game. Like first touch he scores, he's creating, assisting, like all this shit. And he's not being a fucking little bitch either. He's just like happy and like trying and like all those those things that usually make footballers good at football. So I don't know. That's just nice to see. It's a, definitely a good vibe with him. But yeah, I mean, you don't you don't even consider him in your team unless you're like wild carding or have some weird like Dave Cullen double move lined up. I don't think you consider him in your team. Just have such nostalgia around him. Like I just oh I love God. him so much, and he's had such people, a fall from grace. Yeah, there are people in Slack and Twitter and shit who didn't really get to experience like the, you know, 2011 through 2014 Sturridge where he was just scored for fun. Fucking unreal. <laughs> unreal. So Chazzy Baby's in there at 6, Chaz Circus Charlie goddamn Austin. Is he yeah. uh, you know, is he just coking his life away or is he going to get in there today? I think he's a real option. Right. I think he's a, a good pick. If you're going, if you're playing that sort of system where you have a third striker, I don't think I would want him as like my second striker because there's not very many pivot options sure. in the six million forwards. But if you're playing a third striker, he's probably the best one. I mean, he's just you know quietly played a thousand minutes and put up seven goals last season, like he always does. Like. Sort of similar to Sturridge in that way, where whenever he plays, he scores goals. So he should lead the line for Southampton, and when he's fit, he should he should do a thing, right? I hope so. For for the love of God, yeah. I I mean, how could you not love him? Hughes though is just so stupid. I just don't know what he's in. Yeah, doing. yeah. Assuming Hughes does the right thing is a dangerous game. And to start playing like. Hoiberg at Schlong and Gabbiadini and I mean as long as Long is there, Austin's never nailed. 
Yeah, Schlong at five. Uh, uh, I mean, are there I mean, any other like six or six five guys? No, no. I mean, I mean, there's Yorente, which is like he's like the bad version of starting your team with Sturridge. Yeah, it's, just, no, there's there's no many to mention. I don't think. Um, I mean, they got Bobby Reed, Reed is good. Yeah. I kind of like Reed. Yeah, it's Cardiff, just, but he's on Cardiff. It's a big step up for the boy. We'll have to see. I, I, yeah, I will say one other name to throw in the mix. I mean, a couple other names, I guess. Jimenez on Wolves might start at number nine. Like, he's been pretty okay slash solid for Mexico for a while. I haven't really seen him in, like, club football, but I've seen him for Mexico. He's pretty good, and if he's starting at number nine for Wolves, might be good. And then there's also, like, the Everton guys. Like, I assume, like everyone else does, that Tosun is the striker. Mm-hmm. But Nias was really good last season, and Silva loves Nias. And they still have the fucking Sandro from, you know, when, when they unloaded Lukaku. I'm just not sure that Tosun's 100% nailed, and there's a chance that one of these two guys is. Yeah, we just don't know yet. But we, yeah, we just something, don't know. Something to keep an eye on. Ings, Ings also might, might get a move at 5-5. Five, five. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel like he's got some some quality in him. He should go to Palace. Yeah, we were we were in for him, I think. But I mean, we still have Sorloth and now Wickham, so I we don't need love Wickham. Yeah, I love Wickham. I absolutely love him. He's like fucking Chris Wood. He is Chris Wood. No, but he's 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 like trickier and a better <laughs> passer. Like, no, so but like better? seriously, like. He has techers. Yeah, he's, he's good. He just has only he's only been here for two two years actual in a row. So no big deal. No big deal. Well now he probably moves more like Chris Wood. Um I mean there's Bonatini also though. He played for Wolves last year a lot. Yeah, he's he five. could Wolves start. Is, there's just not a lot in this region. It's bad. It's I mean bad. forwards are for the most part, forwards are either overpriced or they're just not nailed in garbage in in the fantasy game. For yeah, the like, last, like, I would five be seasons. more happy to have a five or a five five million midfielder than a six million forward, probably. Yes, or a five or five five million defender than a six million forward. Yeah, I think. yeah, it's just not. It's I feel so much better with PVA on my team over Austin. Oh yeah, not close, really. Not, not close. No. It's interesting. Um, and maybe Florin starts over Glenner. Uh, the new guy, and the guy they just bought. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. They're, it's just straws. We're just fucking. This is. It's a, it's a weird pod to do because it's like we're just like this team sucks. This guy sucks. Like blah blah blah. It's like I'm not getting. Like when we do the mid price tier, I get so excited throughout the entire pod because I'm just like, oh my god, I have to get this guy and this guy, and this guy. And after the budget pod, I'm just like, yeah, these guys all still kind of suck, but I'm keeping an eye on them, maybe. Yeah, I mean, at least I have Cedric, right? Yeah, mm, Cedric. Rough. <laughs> not long what? for not long for this world. What so? What formation are? Should we just do our teams quick and then I'll slap some asses and then we'll get out of here? Yeah, I mean we're not running that long, even though you were about to just say we were running long. I mean, it's an hour over an hour. Yeah, but you know preseason, get in there. It's over an hour on the budget. It's that's pretty long. Okay. Um, I have like four four two with two four five rotating for the fourth defender spot. Um, yeah, it seems fine. Yeah, it's, it feels fine. I, I just had to put Odell back in. It was just not good. It was not good for me to not have him in. 
So that was at the, at the cost of having a fourth heavy defender. So I have like six, five, 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 five at defense and then two, four, fives. And nice. then, and then I have Erickson, Salah, Otsal, and then a six-five midfielder who I right now it's Pedro, but I don't know who it's going to be. And then I have Aguero and Arnie up top. Probably won't change. So I mean, realistically, honestly, the last week, when, after I put Otsal in, I was like, breathe a, a sigh of relief. The main question marks is going to be the six-five midfielder for me, and then I have Bailly in still that five-five spot. I have no idea. And then the the four or five defenders, the two that I have there, and then I have Ederson in right now, five five goalkeeper. I'm not married to that, so those are kind of the spots I'm playing with. Yeah, it was I, on the way on my commute home, like just now, just before this pod, I was actually typing shit up on my phone to try and like almost like as if I'm going to restart and make my team from scratch. What are the things that I think are like important that I want to have? And like, aside from like Salah and like good nailed defenders on good teams, one of them is definitely like an Arsenal attacker because I think they're all like undervalued, and I think Arsenal are good. And then there's like, not sure where Rambo's gonna play, not sure if Mkhitaryan's nailed, not sure if Laka's nailed, and it just all came back to Ozil for me too. I just, just so excited to have him in my team. Yeah, I've kind of spun my wheels around all of the attackers besides Aubameyang, but he's so expensive, and just that there are risks with all of them, but Ozil in terms of nailedness, role, everything. Yeah. But Ozil eight five is ridiculously good price for him. Yeah, it's a really good price, and he's the kind of player that you can set and forget. And eight five yeah. is again, it's very, it's a very reasonable price to pay, and good on yeah, bats. It's one of those just, things you look at Mkhitaryan at seven, and it's hard mm-hmm. to reason Ozil at eight five, but it just feels like it's worth it long term to pay the extra. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I mean, if Mkhitaryan starts playing on the right for you know a handful and he looks good, and it's just he's playing there, then I'll put him in alongside. I mean, the, the, but starting off, it feels like I don't want to put risk there, so Ozil feels good. Yeah, minimizing risk in the game one game week one team is so fucking essential because in the end you really only get the one transfer a week. I mean, obviously sometimes you get wild cards, sometimes you get free hit, whatever. Aside from that, you get one move a week. It's very minimal for how much you can change your team. So stockpiling the majority of your teams with long term holds. It's just a good way to play because then you don't have to really worry about them game to game because it's like it's Ozil. I can just hold him. He'll get his assist. Doesn't matter like how bad he looked in one match or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what I agree ab- with that. What about you? What are you looking at? Um. Yeah, I've been in a four-three-three lately. Um. I don't have that much stability in my team. I mean, I have been going with. I have put Kuhn in, I have put Arnie in, I've had Salah since the beginning. My latest tinker is just, I, I stuck Murata in there for a bit, and it just seems like he's, the Higuain deal's kind of falling off, and Murata's better than Higuain anyway, and I don't know, 9-0 for him, nailed on Chelsea with new manager and everything, I, I feel pretty good about the upside there. and um, Midfielders, I've Otsil, Salah, I still have Jota, and I have two four fives, just like nailed defensive mids who are going to get me two points every week to ride the bench. And my four starting defenders as of now are Bai, 
Rabo, Sako, and Smalling. I'm still on double United. I'm not sure if I feel good about that. And um, keeper on Ederson, I think I am secure there. I don't really see myself changing off of Ederson. I think, uh, at least from my you know, tunnel vision perspective of the best way to to deal with the goalkeeper situation of paying a lot for a nailed guy on one of the best teams just to secure top four or five points. When you really like break everything down, I think the two the two guys are really De Gea and Ederson. And I think Ederson saving point five is worth it. Okay. That's really how I see it. Mm-hmm. And like Alisson's great. Liverpool wouldn't be that surprising if they were like the sixth the best defense instead of the second or third where we expect them to be. It wouldn't be that crazy. Chelsea, new manager, team all over the place, don't know. Lloris has lettuce hands. No idea who's going to play center back for them. Their whole team's at the World Cup, blah, blah, blah. It just feels like, okay, Sydney we know are the best team in the league. That's fact. United we know he's the best keeper in the league. De is the best keeper in the league. Mourinho's going to play defensive every match park the bus, et cetera, the cleans are going to come. And I just feel like those two are really, if you're going premium, it's between those two. Yeah, I'm still not throwing out the idea of Leno either. I mean, at five. Yeah, yeah, it's just a different strategy is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going premium, I think De Gea Ederson is the way to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, Ederson, I I also was a little with Rabo, was very much nailed in my team, and been very... Nervous about locking my third Liverpool spot up with the goalkeeper, right? Whereas you know, I don't. I mean, it's similar. I would just have two and two instead of three and one. But you know, I'm still not sure about Mendy. I don't know if I'm going to want him in. I don't know if I'm going to want a midfielder. So I don't know. Either way, it's a little tricky. But yeah, I just yeah. think Ederson's fantastic and point five. It's hard sometimes in a it to look at it in between six and and point five. But you expect to kind of have these guys for the entire season. And like barring injury, I probably will have whichever one I start the season with for the entire season. It's a lot over the season if you kind of think of it as like 0.5 every single week. Like is De Gea going to outscore Ederson by 0.5 on average every single week? Like I don't think he is. He might. Ederson might outscore De Gea, you know, every, on an average every week. I don't know. But for long term, I just feel like it's worth it to just squeak out that point five and and go with Ederson. But yeah, if you're if you're going like with a five zero guy, I think that's very reasonable too. Yeah, I'm just not sure because I still have finished up on the fringes, and if I really need point five, I could see that be somewhere I can go. But it's just those first two fixtures. I know it's very short term thinking, but it doesn't feel good to put myself into probably like three points total out of my goalkeeper for the first two weeks. For Leno, if you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And then there's, a- Keaton, there's Heaton too, like Pope's fucking annihilated for the season. You know, there's guys. I mean. Yeah, there are five guys. I don't, five, oh, five guys. There are five <laughs> million guys, but well, I don't yeah. know. Ederson does feel good. So I'll probably, I'm going to, I'm going to try and stick with a five, five goalkeeper though. Cause yeah. it'll be, it'll be nice to have just that city, like safe city, clean, yeah, I think it's just great. Yeah, and then so about Bayi and Smalling, right? What do you think about them right now? They're all sorts. Yeah, so I'm I'm totally out of the loop, but I know that like obviously I can see in my team Smalling is flagged and Mourinho is an absolute 
asshole to magnitudes I didn't think was possible the way he's talking about his players. And I don't know, it kind of seems like it's his uh, classic third-year meltdown sacking season, but who knows. But I still think I'll probably start with Bai at least. I mean, he's still great, and United, I still expect to keep a lot of cleans, but doubling feels pretty bad, I think. Yeah, doubling so, feels bad. So I'll bad. probably change that slot. I'm just nervous now about how all over the place they are. Like Maybe he pushes Jones, and he Jones starts week one. I still don't think Bai's nailed. <laughs> I have no idea. I thought he said that like that, that that's the starting defense or something. So should we should we believe the things that he says? Yeah, that's a he's very strong point. Yeah, that's complete pathological thing for me to say. Yeah, he's it's ridiculous. The words that come out of his mouth don't mean anything. So it's difficult with by. I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to stick with him. I it just yeah. feels bad to not have a United defender just because of how good they were last year. But their camp is melting down right now. So I, it's a big important week for United. I think to see what happens. Yeah, it'd be nice if shit just calmed down a little and yeah. like Bayern and Smalling played well together or something like that. Yeah, but I'm also starting to get a little bit like Kuhn hasn't kicked. He's still like, I don't know. Has he not kicked the ball yet? <laughs> I don't think he's in camp yet. <laughs> Jesus Christ, come on, Kuhn. I don't know what he's up to. He's just hanging out with Mbappe or something on the beach, but that's getting to be a little bit concerning. So we'll get there next pod. But we're starting to get into the like shit or get off the pot stage where guys who aren't back right now, it doesn't feel like they're going to be featuring in 10 days. So Yeah, that's really soon. Yeah, so I'm starting to in the back of my head plan out a Kuhn contingency plan. Oh, I don't want to deal with that fucking headache. That's for next pod. So we're going to fucking next pod on Monday it's just going to be all out, just everything preseason. Maybe we'll get some friends on here, some guests, whatever, to just go all out, fuck fest on just preseason, our teams. That's when we want a lot of questions. Maybe like also send in your tinkers, all that stuff, so we can just like rapid fire through questions and do all that shit and just get ready for the season, which starts so fucking soon. Yeah, um, yes, I agree. Let me do the patron Patreon anus slaps for our new patrons of the week. Before I do that, I missed an ass slap. I wanted to make sure to get it in there. New patron from a couple of weeks ago, Michael Kaufman. Get the fuck in there. Sorry to have missed it in the first time around, buddy. Um, rest of the new patrons. We got a bunch of signups this week. Great to see. Um, Patreon.com slash FMLPL is where you do that, get in the Slack, etc., all that shit. There's no charge right now, not until September 1st. Good job by you. You can get a free taste. Anyway, the new anus laps of the week. Craig Wilson, Henry Lottinen, Matthew Reese, Nicholas Dirks, Tony H., Haywood Jablomi. Absolute classic gag right there. Love that. Right up there with Mike Hunt. Um, Adam Cowart, Long Fam, Eddie, no last name, Anders Kofod, Dominic Thurgood, or Thurbad, depending what, what, where you're going with that, Evan Esses, Daniel Carrillo, and Tom Dangercock O'Malley. That's what he put as his fucking middle name. It's good. Dangercock. Yeah, it's good, you know. Unbelievable. Uh, that's it, right? Yeah. Check us out at FMLPL.com. Follow us on Twitter at FMLPL. Support us at Patreon.com. Check out our store at FMLPL.com. Shop and cheers. <laughs>